My name is Will Burns. This is the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. Today we have Terrence Hines. He is our newest employee. Technically, you haven't even started yet, uh, but you're in the office today and we were having a great conversation. I was like, let's just record it. Let's do it. I mean, we're going to lunch in a couple hours. <laughs> Figure this is a good a good way to uh, use our time. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so Terrence, um, we've gotten a little background on you. Why don't you mm-hmm. give us, or really, let's start with what made you choose Hill Country Tech Guys? Okay, perfect. Uh, once again, my name is Terrence Hines. Thank you for having me on the show today. I chose Hill Country Tech Guys. Quite honestly, I just finished a, a, a course at SB Academy. And when I completed the course, I was like, I've got to get into the tech world. But, you know, how do I get started? How do I, you know, how do I find my way? So I was on LinkedIn and I typed in in the, in the region section, you know, state of Texas and Hill Country Tech guys popped up first. So I was like, OK, cool. So I, when I clicked on it, I saw the family atmosphere and the kind of laid back vibe but the laser focus to get things done and their the purpose mission. So I you know, went down the rabbit hole. And as I continued down the rabbit hole, I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply here. So I went ahead and applied, filled out everything, kind of just threw my hands up. You know, maybe they look at me, maybe they won't. And then next thing I know, Miss Morales calls, Janae Morales calls. And she's like, hey, would you like to do an interview? And I was like, sure. And so we did an interview. And during the interview, we just had a great rapport. And she was like, I'm just going to push this forward because I think you'll be, I think you'll work well here with us. You know, she said, we're a little nerdy and you seem like you're a little nerdy, you know, but in a good way. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, she's like, oh, this is going to be great. So then she pushes it to the second interview. And that's where I met you. And I met Sarah and I met Wit, and we had a fantastic interview. I was suited and booted. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to step my game up. I was (laughs) telling my wife, you showed up in tie and vest and snazzy shirt. And I was like. Shit, I'm like, it's time to upgrade my, my wardrobe because I've had the same clothes mm. for like 15 years. Yeah. There's, oh, I should say a lot of my clothes are the same that I've had for 15 years. And this this one's brand new because I, I, I got it for my birthday. My I brain. like snap shirts. But, uh, but anyway, enough about me. Oh, okay, anyway, yeah. yeah. So so I met you and I met Sarah and I met Wit. And like I said, I was suited and booted. And then when I saw that you guys were relaxed, and like I was telling Jeremy out here, I was like, I felt more relaxed. I was like, okay, cool. It's still an interview, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a comfortable interview. Like, like we're just really getting to know each other as well as learning about what you guys do and as well, what can I bring to the table? So as we were going through the interview, I realized I really, you know, I really like you guys. Like, this would be great to work there. So, you know, fingers crossed. And so we did the interview and it went well. And I, I was telling a friend of mine, and actually I was telling my brother too, I said, one of the questions that I thought was very interesting, which let me know that I really would enjoy working there was, Sarah asked me, you know, what superhero do mm. I like? And I was like, Winter Soldier. Like, you know, who doesn't like Winter Soldier? And of course, she was like, I don't know who Winter Soldier is. I got to take a look. <laughs> I got to find out who this is. You know, it's in Marvel. I was like, yeah, it's in Marvel. He's great. And the reason why I like Winter Soldier, and like I was telling um, Jeremy once again out front, his his redemption story is like pretty much everyone's redemption story. You start out being good, of course. Like that's the goal. You, you're born, you're good, you do the right thing. And then along the way, 
just as you mature, you just do dumb stuff. You know, it just happens. You just it's called maturity. And then you you realize as you're becoming an adult, you need to become more of an adult. And so you make that redemption arc. So similar to him, he started out as a you know a hero during the war with Captain America. That's his buddy. Then he allegedly dies. He returns, but he returns, unfortunately, as an assassin for, for Russia or for uh, Hydra. And then as that happens, he discovers when Cap defrosts that, oh, I used to be a good guy back in the day, but I can't really put the, the images in my head together to Cap kind of, you know, snaps him back into reality. And then he makes the redemption of, you know, I got to get it together. Plus, another connection I think I have with him is I was in the military, too. Mm. So I understand how you're giving instructions and instructions may or may not be something you would probably want to do initially, but they're orders and they need to be followed because there's a purpose behind said order. Now, in his case, he was, you know, being an assassin, which was wrong. But he once he realized that he could still be himself was when he made the redemption to become a better person. And that's the same uh, theory I follow too. As you know, as I grew up, you know, you start out good. You do knucklehead stuff as a kid. You know, running around doing dumb stuff. You know, for me it was graffiti. And then I went to college, had too much fun in college. My my dad shows up and tells me, "Look, man, this this ain't working. Like, you know, you blowing money." You know, you're supposed to be here, you know, to, to play a sport. You, you're not. So, so, so tell people which sport. Uh, I was playing. Okay, cool. I was, I was <clears throat> going to play basketball. And I wanted to play football. However, the, the, the idea of that type of training wasn't what I was used to being in high school. Because if you're a high school kid, you'll, you'll realize training in high school and training in college, night and day. It's literally night. It's now a job. It's really yeah. a job. And I wasn't built for that. And that, that goes back to maturity level again. Mm. I wasn't built for that. So I called my dad and I told him, in the, back when they had pay phones, you know, don't have those anymore. Call him in the hallway. I don't think I want to be here. Boom, boom, boom. He's like, tough it out. So I ended up just enjoying college way too much. So he shows up. You got four choices. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. But what are you going to do? Because you can't come home. And clearly, you can't stay here. So I joined the Navy. And actually, to me, the Navy was a bigger version of high school for me. Because hmm. I fell into a great group of guys. And my uh, leading officer was young. He was probably 22, 23. At the time, I was 18, 19. So even though he's older, but he's still kind of like our age, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just a little bit older. And then... I, was, I would always go on watch. It's called watch. Your, your shift is called being on watch. And when you're on watch, I used to scream out loud at some point during the watch. Hey, man, we're saving the world like a bunch of superheroes. But we can't even drink. You know, we're a bunch of teenagers saving the world because mm. no one knows. Like right now, there's someone in the middle of the ocean protecting, you know, America. That we're, we're just kind of oblivious to because we're just so used to things being normal. Right. But you don't understand the... The, the tense and the, the severity of what's actually happened, especially during that time for me, it was during the Gulf War. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm old. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so as, you're, as you're going through it, you don't really understand that you're going through it. Like, like someone looking in would be like, man, this is crazy. But for you, it's like, okay, I'm just hanging out with Will today. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to go and watch it a little bit. And then we go do our job. 
And so as as it were as it was happening, I had an officer, Lieutenant Brown and Commander Warren Officer Sign. There were two of my guys. And they were two of the, the people that kind of showed me that, hey, you could be better if you just did this. And that was kind of like, not to say that my teachers in high school and elementary and junior high didn't do those things as well. And not even my coaches, my coaches did that too. However, these two guys were very instrumental in going, hey, you could be so much more if you just tried a little harder instead of just kind of just getting by by just being good at whatever you're good at. And so Lieutenant Brown, he had went to the Naval Academy to play sports or whatever. He's like, you could, it's this thing called Joint Operation Task System, but it's called JOTS. He said, instead of being, an, I was an operations specialist, which is if you watch in a movie, let's say you watch uh, The Hunt for Red October. Yeah, dude, guys, I loved that when I was yeah. a kid. <laughs> yeah, so if you see the guys on the radars, I was one of those guys. It's oh, called operations specialist. Okay. And so, and then, but in the way it's set up in the in the in a, it's called combat. In the combat area, it's set up differently. You have a surface section, you have an air section, and you and you shift at some point during your uh, your tenure on, so, the, on the ship. Were you on a submarine or a battleship? I, I was on an aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. USS okay. America, CB sixty six. It's decommissioned now, but I was on an aircraft carrier, and so you 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 get you get thrust into a group. Okay, let, let me let me back up. Okay, let okay, back, sounds let good. Back, let me back up. So after boot camp, you go to this thing called A school, apprentice school. And when you go to apprentice school, in my case, it was operations specialist, where you go to apprentice school and you learn how to literally chart the, the, the direction of the ship. You understand the ships around you and your battle group, and you have to be aware of everything that's happening, whether it be in the air or on the ground, called surface, the water. So at some point, you'll get a feel for which one you're better at. For me, it was surface. I enjoyed understanding how the ships operate. I enjoyed how, you know, you could talk to, they call small boys, like destroyers. You say you can talk to someone over at a small boy on a, on a secure line or an unsecure line. So on a secure line, you go, you know, for example, let's say, uh, Paris of Burns, you know, this is uh, operation specialist, you know, Heinz, over. And you go, no Paris and Hines over, you know, this is Burns. Da 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 I tell you something secure, something secret. On an unsecure line, you go, Hey TJ, what's going on? I go, What's up, Will? How you doing? Oh man, it's great. You know, we just hanging out over here, boom, boom, boom. We just talking about Spider-Man, whatever. On an unsecure line, you can say all that. Uh-huh. Then you click back over to the secure line, and it goes back to being serious again. Okay, did you get the brevity codes for today? I did, you know. So let's say the brevity code for today that we both would have would be Golf, Ox, Oscar, Lima, Indigo, Victor, uh, uh, X-Ray. So you go, okay, cool. Now, if we come across some... some so shit. real fast. So in these conversations, mm-hmm. you really would flip back and forth? You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess the the, the the closer you are with that person, you're probably doing you it do a that. lot, like cosign, yeah. whatever, and then jump yeah. on over and be like, what's exactly. up, buddy? Exactly. Because you're in a battle group. So say in a battle group, when we're back home, mm-hmm. we're back in, let's say in our case, we were stationed in Norfolk. So we're back home. The carriers are parked like on a certain pier, small boys on another pier. But we all go to the same McDonald's. We all go to the same gym, probably all go to the same club, same mall, whatever. So you end up bumping into people in your battle group and you become friends. So when you go out to sea, like, hey, man, what ship do you have? Uh, I think I'm going to be on watch at night. Oh, I think I'm, I'm going to try to go and watch at night, too, so we can just kind of kick it. Okay, cool. Perfect. Mm. So at some point, you might be on watch. Let's say two months into the, to the six-month cruise. or two months into the cruise. And somebody might go, hey, Hines, 
some cat named Burns is looking for you. You go, okay, cool. Where, you know, where is he? Uh, he's on watch right now. What time you come on watch? Oh, I come on watch at, you know, 1800. Okay, cool. Let him know I'll, I'll be on at 1800, which is six o'clock. So, you know, you'll be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll come back at six. Boom. We start watch. We're all serious, you know. You know, Perils Hines is, you know, Perils Burns over. Hey, Perils Burns, Perils Hines over. Yeah, did you, were you able to watch the small boys out there today? Over. Yes. Small boys out there on our port side. Da, 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 da. Over. Time will pass by. You'll get a message. Go unsecure. You click the little button. Hey, man, what's up, Will? Hey, what's going on? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just hanging out, man. Yeah, it's, it's me, it's me and, and, and Carlos. Da, 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 da. We're all in here hanging out, talking about what we can't wait to do when we get back home. Or I want to buy a car. I want to watch Martin when I get back. You know, I want to watch New York Undercover, whatever. And then, like, oh, I got I to gotta go. I'm going back secure. Okay, cool. No problem. I'll see you over there. And you click it back over. Pals of Burns is Pals Hines over. You know, the, did you see what I mentioned earlier on the port side? You know, over. Absolutely over. Da, 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 da. Now back to brevity codes. So you get these brevity codes. There, there's a, there's these log books, and everybody has an assignment. So let's say it's me, you, Jeremy, Janae, Sarah, boom, boom. Everybody has an assignment, but we all rotate throughout the eight hour or sixteen hour shift. You can be either sixteen on, eight on, or eight on, sixteen off, whatever. But we all had to rotate through, unless you work jots, and it's different. But before you do something like jots, you just work, you just rotate through. So let's say when you're doing brevity codes, you're, there's, a, there's a big book and everybody in a battle group gets a sheet in the morning and all the brevity codes need to match. If we see a boat that's out there and we don't recognize it, neither one of us recognize it, you can call them over and you can call on a, on a secure line, you know, hello, this is USS America, you know, over. And the person might go, yeah, this is whatever, whatever, over. Yes. You know, could you please explain what, you know, brevity code da, 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 is for today? They go, sure. If they read it wrong, let's say, let's say the brevity code today is uh, the word close. So they should read back to you, Charlie, Lima, Oscar, Sierra, uh, 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 exit. Boom. If they read back to you, let's say... Um, trying to find a word. I'm looking at a board. Uh, just in case somebody was like, what's he doing? Uh, I'm looking at a board. So let's say, read back to you. Um, uh, Kilo, Indigo, Lima, Lima. You're like, hold on a second. That's not right. So you read it again. Charlie, uh, Charlie, see, Charlie, Lima, Oscar, Sierra, exit. No, there go. Kilo, Indigo, Lima, Lima. Boom. Turn it off. You turn to Lieutenant Brown. Hey, uh, I don't think that's a friendly out there. You might want to send the boys from air to take a look. They'll go take a look. It'll take a minute, but they'll get going. They'll take off. And they'll fly over and they'll ask the same questions. Old boy don't answer the right questions. They're going to circle back around, call back to us. Like, what do you want us to do? And if the commander on watch says, get rid of them, you get rid of them and they're long gone because that's an enemy. Cause for all you know, they're dropping landmines into the water that could, you know, you can come across and they set it up. Boom. Your, your ships are destroyed because you didn't take the proper security to make sure that was a friendly. And this now, is during an active war. This is during active war. <clears throat> now, could they have gotten it wrong because they didn't flip the sheet over? Because that can happen too. 
Because you can test my, hey, by the way, you know, are you looking at the correct date? And they may go, oh, oh my, you know, apologies. Mm. You know, Charlie Lima, Oscar Sierra, X. Okay, cool. So how often did that happen to where? Do you do that? You do those every day. If you see a, a, a boat that's not supposed to be in your battle group, because it just should be your battle group. And, and I'm guessing this battle group is pretty expansive. Like it's, it's, pretty, yeah. it's over a you few got, miles. Got, you got, got battleships, destroyers, and a carrier. You got some small boys. You got your emergency like uh, hospital boat. You know, you got your boat that's going to gas you up, you know, gas up everybody. So you got all, all of us are going together. But you, you probably can pull up a picture online and you'll see just a massive amount of ships going together. We all, we all port together. It's called when you pull in somewhere, you all port together. We all take off together. We all come back home together. We all do workups together. You just to build that, like a team, you build that camaraderie. Yeah. And that's your battle group. And so I was in the American battle group, you know, CV66 battle group. And so as you're doing all that, like I said, you start to realize that you could do more because you can go to, on a carrier, it's, it's, like a, it's like this. It feels just like this. You would think, oh, it's going to be rocking and rolling. Unless it's like crazy, crazy seed, it feels just like this. And you can go to college out there. You can go work out. You can shoot hoops. You can go to church. You can go to the library. You can go DJ. You can go to, to lounge, watch TV. You can play cards. It's literally a city at the sea. So are the guys on the battleships and, and, and destroyers jealous of the folks on the I'm pretty sure aircraft carrier. Yeah, because like, we have what the yeah. fuck, man. Like, yeah. was, we have I, we have so much stuff because it's so yeah. big, and, and it's five thousand guys. So you got to entertain Jesus. five thousand. Yeah, people. that's a that's a small town, and, and it's and it's a lot of different shifts, you know, going on. You know, you got you got you got so many different jobs because you got you got a dentist on there, you got a lawyer on there, you got doctors on there, you got a preacher on there. And got, what's the percentage of males to females for a carrier back then? It was like. Hundred percent dude. Oh, back then that'd be rough. That'd it be was rough. like take the population of a a, a medium sized town, <laughs> yes, and then only take the men from it, the and have them hang out together now, for six small months. Boys had females on it, you know. Some of those guys had females on, but at the time back then, I'm pretty sure it's probably it's probably you know integrated now. But back then, it was just all dudes. Well, and it, it was crazy, but it, but it was like being on a it was like a big high school because everybody's young. Yeah, the only people that are older are like officers and like people who've been in the service a long time. But everybody else is like teenagers. So what is old in 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 the military? This is like old. thirty really old. Yeah, thirty would be thirty. Thirty two would be old because you're thinking you're like seventeen, That's eighteen. Crazy, yeah, you know, seventeen, eighteen. So if you came in at seventeen, eighteen, you've been in you know been there fifteen years. Yeah. You and know, I'm guessing that's just a, a very small more, percentage yeah, yeah, of the smart, five more years before you retire. At tw- you know, in five years, you'd be 37, then you've done 20 years in, in the military at 37. And like, what percent of guys actually do 20 years? Uh, back then, not a lot because they were going through that transition where when I was in, they were trying to push people out who weren't meeting physical requirements. They weren't passing their tests, you know, consistently to advance. So it was like this log. For example, my rate is called rate of operation specialist. It was a log jam at, at uh, OS2, uh, operation specialist, so second class. So E5, it was a log jam. Like so many of us stuck at E5. You can pass the test, but you, there's no slots for E6. Mm. Like you, can't, you can't go. Even though you pass the test, you've done everything you're supposed to do, Physically, mentally, you you can't advance. So what we gotta do? We gotta get rid of some of these E six. We got they, well, they gotta go. We gotta yeah, push. We gotta get them out of here to get these guys up. Otherwise, they're all gonna leave. 
they're going to get out. Like, I, why, why am I staying in the military if I can't advance? What, right. What's, what's the point? You know, I'm wasting time here. I'm, I'm going to leave. And that's what was happening. So they had to basically push all those people out. To, to push, all the old 28-year-olds. Like, yeah, get yeah, out of here. All 27, 28-year-old dudes. If, if they couldn't make rate, if they can get back E6, because E6 leads you to being a chief. So you go from petty officer first class, which is E6, to next, you should be a chief. If you can't make chief, you know, after I think it's like two or three tries, then they're going to try to push you out of there. Oh, man. Even, even if you're like crushing your job, people love you. The numbers are like, look, man, you're not passing and you're calling a lockdown. You got to go. And they would just gradually push you out. And then they would try to get you back then on your physical fitness because a lot of dudes in the Navy weren't physically fit back then. I can see that. I mean, it's, it, can, it can be difficult to... To, to run or do PT. Yeah. It could it could be challenging, but you can do it because on a carrier for at least on a carrier. Yeah. You have a you have I think we had three gyms. You had like your regular throw some weight around big boy gym. You had a gym that had like treadmills and what have you. So you wanted to do some physical fitness, like some uh, hit training. You could do that over there. And then you had like a like a yoga style gym where if you just want to do some stretching and what have you. Boom, 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 boom. So you could do all that. So that's that's easy peasy. But, uh, but yeah, that Lieutenant Brown and Chief Warner Symes kind of helped lead me in the direction of you could just be better. And so when I left there, I went to college. I went back to college, got my degree, you know, and then I, I just had this, like I told you before, I had this, this avid thirst for learning. Mm-hmm. And that kind of kind of kicked it kicked it off. Like I said, I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't have it in school when I was a kid. It just, it seemed like the world was bigger, I guess, because I've seen it. Like, uh... you know, as, as opposed to like, Oh, that's Paris. Okay, that looks great on paper. But when you go to Paris and really like, oh my God, this is like real. And then you think to yourself, okay, I'm in Paris. Wonder what Will's doing back in Texas. You know, you start thinking crazy stuff like that. And that's when you realize the world is really huge. Like it's huge. You could yeah. be in Abu Dhabi and you know, you might be playing rugby in San Marcos. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, the time shift's so different. And then next time I you know, back then you had to write letters. I don't do that no more. You have to write letters, and I'm like, you might tell me, "Hey man, I, I score like five goals, you know, whatever during mm-hmm. rugby." And I'm like, "Yeah, I was just at the museum in Paris." You like what? You know, <laughs> that's like crazy. At the Louvre. At the Louvre, yeah, exactly. Saw the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I saw the Mona Lisa. I, I saw the Leaning Tower. You know, whatever. It's 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 crazy, and it's one of those things. Like, I I had like a, I can personally say I enjoy my time in the military because I was with a great group of guys, had a great group of leaders. And my Admiral, Admiral Katz, enjoyed going out to sea. Some people hate going out to sea, but he enjoyed it. But he made sure to, to and now it's called, you know, taking a mental break now or or, or, or your mental health now. But back then he kind of saw, I can't burn these dudes out. I can't burn them out because then, you know, they're going to get lack of days ago. And we're in a war. So I need to entertain them by going, hey. You guys want to stop in Egypt? Hey, you guys want to stop in Naples? Hey, you guys want to stop over so and so and so? Sure. If you're going to keep you know, dangling the carrot that we might go over here, yeah, I'm going to bust my butt, you know, on shift. So I hear the 1MC. It's like a 1MC speaker. Come on and Admiral Casco. Good afternoon, guys. I've just been informed that there's an availability for us to pull into Naples, Italy next week. So if we just knock out these last couple of workups, guys, we'll get in there. Boom. Everybody's like grind. You just see all these people just start working like super hard. Dang. It's like crazy. It's, it's like it's like watching like a bunch of ants. 
Like just, just go around. You're getting stuff done, just getting stuff done, getting stuff done, getting stuff done. And then next thing you know, he'll come on. Tuesday, we'll be pulling the Naples guys. You know, first group's going to be, you know, A group, whatever, whatever, whatever's going to have watch. Everybody else, you got liberty. It's called liberty. You got liberty. So be good. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't go over here. Do this. Boom, boom, boom. And boom, you pull in and just decompress. And how long in between visiting cities would would you be at sea? You could be at sea probably like a, the first the first month you just out doing workups, trying to you know trying to get back into the groove of things because you've been off for so long. And so how long are you off from uh, from my from your six month cruise? Okay, so you're out six months you're and six then months. you go to a city. Yeah. So, okay. so so basically it's like this. So you'll do let's say let's say we're going on a six month cruise and. May. Mm-hmm. Okay. But before before May gets here, back in December, we start doing this thing called workups. So we'll go pick up the pilots from a place called Oceana. That's what in Virginia. So we'll pick those guys up and they'll do their test flights and you know, need to work on their stuff, their flight maneuvers or whatever. Boom, boom. And then we come back. We'll do that for like three weeks. Come back home. Everybody hang out back to normal. Boom. You just do your workups and on land. Like, you know, you simulate you know, being out to sea. Boom, boom, boom. In this dark room. And you go to this place called uh, Ocean. You go to Oceana and this place called Damneck. Damneck is for operations specialists. So you go to Damneck and they put you in a dark room which simulates like being on a ship. And it's got the sounds and everything. So when you go out to, for real, your 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 muscle memory will kick in. Like, oh yeah, I remember that sound. Or I remember being in this situation. So it's, it doesn't surprise you when, when it happens. I just see it's like nothing new. Right. And you learn how to write backwards. You learn how to write backwards. Oh yeah, because you got to think. Here's a great example. If you ever watch it, they probably won't do it too often now in movies. But back in the day, let's say you're, better yet, let's say I'm the Admiral and you're me. If I would, if I want to read what's on that board, you can't write it the way you can read it. You have to write it so I can read it when I spin around like this. So, of course, if you're behind the board, you got to write backwards. <laughs> so I have to read it. I read left to right. You're writing right to left backwards and so when i turn around and go hard word document but for you you wrote the letter t first before you even got to d the word document you wrote t and there's a reason i guess they have 18 and 19 year olds do it because at 38 <laughs> it'd be like no <laughs> and then you turn around then he would turn around admiral cash would turn around you know he'll look out to see whatever and then you know he'll turn back around and he'll he'll ask the, the who's on quarter deck and they'll go, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they'll tell you, hey, Paris and Hines, what's going on downstairs? So, cause you're, cause you're upstairs. Combat's downstairs. So you call combat. Hey, man, where, you know, where are we? What's going on? Oh, man, we're at the so and so, so and so, so and so. Okay, cool. So you write it down. We're where? Okay. Da, 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 da. So when he turns around, okay, that's where we're heading. Okay, thank you. And then he'll turn back around. But Admiral Cass was so, he was so cool. He said, and like I said, I I was, and how old was he? I'm curious. Admiral Cass was probably forty. I'm gonna give him forty, forty one. Man, he's the the oldest guy on the ship. It's kind of like playing rugby. He's <laughs> out there so long, thirty eight. Um, I, I could be some of those guys' dad. Like yeah. if I had a kid at yeah. eighteen, he could, I, yeah, he totally. Could, he could have been our dad. He was so cool, like Admiral Cass. And I, and I talk about him a lot. He was so cool, like. He literally picked, he picked me, Paris Anderson, Paris Brandt, 
and Pedro uh, um, Diaz to basically be his operation special. Like, oh you're, wow, you're his guy. You're you're my guys. Like, very cool. There's other operation special, but I like you guys. And that was another thing. I was like, man, you, all these people, you pick me. And he said, well, you know, I like you, Paradise, because you know you're entertaining, you're funny. You know, you know, you kind of lighten the mood. You know, I need somebody like that hanging out with me in this kind of stressful environment. For sure. You know, Paradise Anderson. He's straight lace. He's laser focused. I need that guy. Brant, similar, same way. And then, and then Diaz is kind of like me. You know, we just kind of kicking it. Well, you know, whatever. We're like, we're kids. Like, we don't really know what's no. happening. Yeah. You know, we're just like, oh, you want me to do what? Okay, fine. I'll do it. You know, whatever. Okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, literally, you're right. Like, like you have to, you have a secret, you have a top secret clearance. Like, some people don't get that. Like, I don't care what you do in the military. Some people just can't get one. And you get one. And I mean, when I tell you they do some digging, they go back to, did you steal nine letters when you were a kid? You know, <laughs> did you did you break crayons in class? They do an in-depth interview for people that, you know, from your background to figure out, are you worthy of a top seed? Like, uh, will you be broken if you were caught or whatever? I'm pretty sure it's like all kind of other mind games they go into handing out a top secret clearance. And you get one. And it, it come, and, and at the time, it came like this, this manila red folder. And it has all your stuff in it. And it's big old top secret right on top, like in the movies. Boom. And it goes in your little file. And so if you do something crazy, they'll snatch it up out of there. Stamp it and kick you out of combat. Dang. Yeah, no more. You can't come in there no more. You know, now, you still might have a secret clearance, but you don't have top secret no more. So you can't come in here no more. Like you literally have to be stuck at the door. Like if, 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 if Miss Morales lost hers and she wanted to come talk to you, she had to stand right at that door. And she, wait for and somebody wait. to come out. Yep. She can't come in there. Even if she used to work there yesterday. Mm-mm. Can't come in. No way. And, and they know that. So they'll stand at the door waiting for you to come out. Even if they just want to borrow a piece of gum, <laughs> they can't come in. Nope. It's the, it's, it's the craziest thing in the world. As I'm older now to look back on it, how is it so it's structured and how like you go to boot camp, you're broken down and then they build you back up to like a unit because everybody comes in as individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got your own thing, you got your own, I'm here to do this, I'm, I want to do this, I want to travel, I want my college education paper, whatever whatever you came for, that's great. But I'm going to break you down, and I'm going to build you back up as a team, and then send you on your way. And then you guys are going to be laser focused going forward, and that's pretty much what it was. It was, it was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. So, what, were you in it? Four years? I was in four years, active two years, uh, inactive, which is basically reserves. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something I, I keep thinking about is just how many young people are leading and, and making very important decisions in crazy. a war. It's crazy. And I think about in Ukraine and in Russia, you've got a bunch of 21-year-olds mm-hmm. and great jets yep. and... Yep. carrying guns or yep. anti-tank uh, weapons and things like that. And it just seems like one wrong move. Mm-hmm. Be- and I made a bunch of stupid mistakes. Well, we all did. Yeah. And I can only think about like me at 21 <laughs> being in charge of a group of men. It's like, 
this is not a good idea. It's, 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 it's well, I'm telling you, it's crazy. For example, I was in charge. It, like I said, JOTS. So it's Joint Operation Task System. So basically, it's in, in today's world, I guess you would say it's kind of like being like in a tech world, like cybersecurity. Yeah. Like you're like, you're the line of defense before it gets to the regular OSs. Like you're the one that's breaking it all down. And then you turn and give it to Lieutenant Brown and to, the, and to the rest of the team, even though they're right there. They're literally right there. What you're doing is like, they can't. Take a peek. Nuh uh. You're literally right there. And it's me, it was me and Paris of Brand. And we sat side by side, nonstop. Now, now, once you got comfortable with us being in there, you'll say something like this. You might come over and go, hey, hey, TJ, did the Rockets win last night? Hold on a second. I can pull up the AP wire for you right quick. And I go, yeah, they won. They're on a 12 game one street. Right, thanks, brother. And then, and then I'll yeah. So you go like, what's the number one movie back home? What's the number one TV show? What's the number one song? You know, dude, you'll be amazed. I mean, crazy questions people would ask. I to see because you're so d- detached. Uh, yeah, yeah. You no idea what's going on back home. You don't know who in the playoffs. You don't know who's going to win streak. You don't know what movie's great. You don't, you don't know who's the next superstar. You you have none of this stuff. And especially when you're when you're that young, you care about, you care about that, that stuff. Kind of oh, absolutely. You'll you'll be amazed. And then and then you can flip it. For example, let's say, let's say you're my barber, but every time I come see you, you're super busy. Like, man, you're super busy. So I will go, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I will let you know anything about your favorite, whatever, football team, basketball team, baseball team. If you could squeeze me in once a week at two o'clock, you'd be like, bet. So we could roll around. Hey, man, are the Rockets or the Spurs, are they doing great? I got you. Boom. I tell you the record. I see it too. I don't care how many people in line. Two o'clock. I'm walking <laughs> right to the front of the line. Cause I told you what the record for what Tim Duncan did last night. Whatever. Front of the line. Same with same with anything. It's almost like it's almost like uh like fake money. Someone will go, hey man, where we at? You know, you tell them, you walk downstairs, get you a nice cheeseburger. Hey man, where we at? Get your laundry done. Hey, so the higher up you go, the the, the, the more perks you get, you just because of perks. your ability to access information. To, to get information, because information is vital. Because you're like you said, you're 17. Yeah, you're 18. You need, you want to know what's going on. Who's 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 what's Holly Berry doing? Like, right. What's she, what's she up to? You know, what's, what's what movie? What Spider Man's out? What real? Who's in Spider Man? Who, who's doing what? What you know? Yeah, and there was no real internet. I mean, you had some internet, but yeah. that was mostly in like. I'm trying to think. So, so you were in from? I was in from 90 to 94. 90, really, 90 oh, to 96. Yeah, so that would have been right before even internet got into yeah. schools. Yep. So you didn't have any of that information. Like I, no I was cell like, phones. No cell phones. I can tell you, I remember, true story, Will. I remember, I don't know if you remember the song called uh, OPP by Naughty by Nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. When that song came out, it was the number one song in, in, on the pop charts. Okay. None of us knew that. Like nobody had to see five thousand dudes, all seventeen to twenty-one. No, no concept, except me and William Brandt were the only ones that knew that, the only ones. And so, as you're getting ready to come back home, people want to know what's going on before they get home. Like, oh man, like for example, I think Janet Jackson had just did Rolling Stone when they took the picture of her with our shirt on. That was a big. I was able to pull that photo up online on the on the thing on the printer. So everybody's freaking out. Like, man, where you get that from? I said, that's, that's in Rolling Stone. It's coming out when we get back. 
what? I got a new oh, like, like yeah. all that stuff's like now that you could just pull up on your phone like I ain't no big deal. Right. But back then, that stuff's like gold. Well, I can see how you totally would get all kinds of perks. You get all kinds of so you get your laundry done, you get a haircut, you stay fresh, you get your boots shine. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it, 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 was, it was one of those things where you didn't really take advantage of it, but you just used it and, there, and it worked well for everyone because you didn't take advantage of no one and they didn't take advantage of you. They just kind of knew when to go. Hey, TJ, when's uh, when's when the Spurs playing the Rockets? I got I got money on it because this dude over here is a Rocket fan. He's talking crazy. I want to bet him, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Or they play next Saturday, you know. And hit me up Saturday night when I'm on watch and I'll let you know what the score was. Boom. And they're just knocking. They, like, again, they can't come in. They'll knock on the door. The parents are Hines in there. They go, sure, hold on a second. They go, Hines, somebody at the door for you. So you get up and be like, hey, hey, man, what, what was the score? Oh, uh, hold on, I'm back. You run. It's a blue mat. You run down this blue mat. Now I sit on my computer and pull up real fast. Now I run back to the door. 87, you know, 67, you know, rockets. And they go, oh, okay, thanks. And close the door. And then run back. <laughs> it, it was crazy. He could lie to him. And just, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't find out for like three I, months. I could, I could have, I could have, but it was just, it was yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was just, it was just, it was one of those things. Like I said, I was fortunate enough to be in a time for sure where that like the internet and all that stuff was slowly kind of coming around the corner. So where where I particularly worked was like pretty important for the rest of the ship to find out where they're at and what's going on. And it was important when we did like real work to get like information about Unassociated Press and, you know, New York Times or whatever, to turn around and get to Lieutenant Brown, Commander Orange Times, you know, uh, you know, Admiral Katz, whatever, just give them information like instantly. Boom, 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 here you go. And so, like I said, it was me, me and his dude named William Brandt. He was like, he was my, he was my, he sat on my left. So I was gonna say he's my right hand dude, but he's, he sat on my left. <laughs> and we were like the, the coolest friends. And it was like weird because we were, we all went to OS school together, but for whatever reason, Lieutenant Brown saw me and Brandt as like, you guys could like separate yourselves from these two dudes or the rest of these dudes here. And everybody else was so supportive it wasn't like, oh man, why you picked them? It was like, okay, cool, man, that's great. Boom, kind of like a team atmosphere. Yeah, that's great. Like being on the Warriors. Yeah, you know, like, okay, cool, you you two are gonna be the stars. Well, great. No, that means if you guys are killing it, then we get first information first, then we can tell so and so, so and so downstairs. We can get us some cheeseburgers. You know, they can get our laundry <laughs> done. You know, because you told us what the score was. I'm gonna go downstairs in five minutes and tell old boy in the back. Hey man, the Rockets just lost. Or hey man, the Spurs just lost. Can I get my cheeseburger? You know, because it's it's crazy the stuff you that you're craving out there. It's 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 crazy as it sounds. Cheeseburger, that a stack of cards, a CD, whatever. You know, can you record something for me? Did you got the you got the latest episode of Martin? Wait, who sent you that? Your mom? Oh, let me see that. You know, yeah, on VHS. On you know, VHS, yeah. exactly. You got a box of Captain Crunch. What? Where you get that from? You know. <laughs> It's it's I'm telling you, well, it was the craziest thing back then, but but I, I loved every second of it. That's awesome. So so what prompted you to move or to to uh, leave the navy? Uh, I wanted to go back to college. Oh okay. Because I felt like it was I I I did my parents a disservice. I went down there. Not only did I do my myself a disservice, because I should have went down there and, and took care of my, my my responsibilities, but I felt like I did them wrong. They put all they invest all this time in me growing up, me and my brother. And then I go out there, all these sports and all this training I did before training was a thing. 
and I go out there and just blow it. So what kind of training did you do? Man, back then it's crazy because now it's like super intense. But back then, for example, you would you wouldn't flip tires like now people flip tires and all that kind of junk. Mm-hmm. But back then you had to like pull a sled with chains on it, you know. Or you know, I love pulling sleds. I love pulling Dude, sleds. Yeah, it's just it's it's it's, it's thrilling. It, it it it's it's mind over matter. Yeah, you, it's, you, you it's just, just dig, cathartic. Dig deep. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love deep. it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. You know, I'm a, I'm a glutton for you know I, I love kind of training like that i love like you know the the challenge and it's something that you do that you know it's like i am getting faster today or if i'm older i'm slowing age from keeping me going slower or being able to run faster so yeah 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 exactly i remember i'm gonna run a route and uh and you play football running Mm -hmm. routes now i remember this used to be this thing called we had this one play called 21 21 waggle and I used to get blowed up all the time, just blowed up, like blowed up, blowed up. Coach Vitala would call it because he just he just knew in the back of his mind if you break that, like that's that's six. But the problem was the the guard was too slow. I was too fast. He would pull too slow. I'm ahead of him. That's wrong. <laughs> Dang. So I'm getting blowed up, thinking it's his fault, but it's really my fault. I'm going too fast. I'm not letting it develop. Yeah, like, you got to wait for the... You got to wait for him to pull. And then you get behind him. It took me like months to figure out that it was my fault. I'm up here yelling at his dude named Steve Sargent. You probably listen. Steve Sargent, I used to yell like, man, why are you so slow? What's wrong with you? Do the play right. You know, I'm like yelling at him. But then probably like maybe like game six or whatever it was, I realized, what. Well, hold on a second. This is it's not him. It's me. I'm too... I'm going too fast. I got to let him get around because he's a little slower than normal. So the coaches didn't help change your mindset? Coaches, look, Coach Rutala, back then, those coaches were way rough. Now coaches are kind of, oh, Connell, yeah, it's okay. We'll have a seat. You know, you're not a guy today. Okay, back then, it's like, grab you by your face mask, push you around, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Get it together. Like, it's your fault. Get it together. As opposed to a coach going, you know what, slow down. Let's run this. Let's walk through this again. Okay, here's the problem. Now, now that's how coaches coach now, which is the way, way it should have coached. Back then, it was like, this is my play. We're doing it my way. I don't care what you guys say. Do it my way. But then, we would have so-called film study. And I saw how slow he was moving one time. And I was like, man, am I going too fast for you? And Steve was like, I think so. So we ran, we played, we played against this team called Sussex Central. And he pulled, and I waited a beat. And he, I mean, I don't know if he was mad, but he plowed that dude. Like, he crushed him. And I was out. He's like, he finally got to do it. There's a lot of pent-up <laughs> yeah, frustration. Right. He finally got to do like, it. TJ I let finally has it do it. in front of me. Son of a bitch. I can let him do his job. I know. <laughs> and so he plowed the dude, and I was out, man. It was it was crazy. And I and I, I enjoyed it. It was, it, was, it was fun. So And like I said before, I've always been a big avid learner. I've always been a big team guy. And it just took, like I said, the reason why I picked the winner. So it just took maturity. It just took that 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 growth, and that, that development. So I kind of relate with that character. How you gotta kind of kind of flip it around and pivot from what you think you're doing is right to like what's what's best for everyone else as well. And of course, it benefits you down the road. So yeah. So I left the military, went back to college. Like I said, to um, you know to finish up something I started. 
And then I just kind of fell into all kind of other stuff, you know, whether it be physical fitness, mass communication, you know, whatever. I've just been this avid learner, like show me something. I try to, you know, I try to figure it out and I get it down, like show me something else kind of thing. Gotcha. So your bachelor's is in psychology? My bachelor's is in history. History. And kinesiology. My master's is in psychology. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. what prompted you to go from, or to, I guess, earn a psychology degree? Uh, Crazy. So I was working for his health food company, and I was constantly running into people who just weren't getting it. Like, they in their mind, I'm eating healthy. I'm eating healthy. I mean, I'm doing it right, right? Mm-hmm. But, but but no, you're not. Yes, you're eating healthy, but you're not eating at the proper time. You're not actually working out. You know, you're. You know, what's the point of eating salmon if three hours later you go to Waterburg? Oh, you know, you, you yeah. The purpose. There's a big big disconnect yeah, there. Like for you're, you're you're telling yourself, well, I had a, a healthy lunch, and I had a somewhat nice workout. So I'm gonna have Waterburg. There's nothing wrong with Waterburg. There's but, something wrong with Waterburg. But but, if but, just... if, but but if you're going to try to get on this path of fitness or or, or health, there are certain things you got to exclude. And so I discovered it was more of a mental thing. So I was so I would ask customers like, okay, well, why are you picking you know this meal? What, what made you pick this meal? And then I kind of just had a uh, a connection with each customer and a buddy of mine named Robert. Robbie Rob was like, man, you should go you should go back to school for that. Man, you're good at that. You know, you're good at like talking to people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, you're you're really good at that." And so I did some digging, and I found a, a course on Walden University called Crisis Management for Psychology. And I called a lady up, and literally I called her from work, and I said, "When can I start the master's program?" And she's like, "Well, you gotta fill all this out. You gotta do this. You gotta do this, and then we got classes to start in October." And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna do it." So I just dove head head first in, like just dove on in, and then. I discovered, like, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed learning. And then you you start to learn things that, like, for example, uh, what's a, what's a good way? Like, like growth mindset. You didn't know that was like a term. Like, you just you know what it you kind of knew what it was, but you didn't mm-hmm. know it had a, a term to it. Like this constant growth of a uh, constant belief that I could be better. I need to be more empathetic. You know, I need to, I need to understand. I need to listen. Become an active listener. You know. These are things you need to learn how to do. You didn't, you know, you know you're supposed to do it, but you didn't understand there's an art to to learning it. And then there's an art to expressing it to other people so they can start to learn that way too. Because, for example, if you're having a discussion, let's say you're having a discussion with your wife about something, and you're both passionate about it, you might be arguing the same point, but you're not listening mm. as, as the other person's talking. So you're trying to cut them off, and they're trying to cut you. You know, you're just constantly going back and forth. And you're probably saying the same thing. We don't need to go to dinner tonight. We need to stay in. And you both are arguing the same thing. But if you just, one of you just took a step back and go, okay, you know what, you're right. We've been out to dinner too much this week. How about we do this? How about I go in the back, put something on the grill, boom, boom, boom. That show, you put yourself in that person's shoe, that shows empathy. You put yourself in their shoes. You heard what they were saying. That's active listening. And now you solve the problem. Instead of going, well, I like going out to eat. What do you mean you want, you know, instead of doing that, going back and forth, you decide, you know what, I'm going to take this L and listen to what you're saying. And I'm going to end up flipping this around and winning because we get to have dinner together. We might end up having a discussion later. It ends up being really cool, you know, whatever, because you just took the time to become a more active listener. But 
maybe that's being taught in school now. I don't know. In high school, junior high school, I think it should be because it just will be great for development as a person because you want to be a better human being at the end of the day. And, and so psychology kind of opened my eyes to that. And, it, and I've been a big, I've been an avid, you know, you know, cheerleader for, you know, just getting your mind right, you know, having time to just take five seconds, take a minute to just kind of take a step back, get it together. Even like, for example, I was telling you about my friend, Chris, Chris Cunningham. He will always go when you work out, hey man, just get to the dark place and just stay there. Don't, don't overthink this. Just, yeah, just, just, pain just, cave. Just, just, just stay there. Yeah. Don't, don't even worry about it. Don't look at the clock. Just stay in that, stay in the moment. And that, and that's when you just take a second to breathe. I got ten more reps left. This is gonna suck. And just do the ten reps. Yeah, for me, I would be like, <laughs> I got one rep. I got one rep. Yeah, I got one rep. Yeah, and it over and over, over and over and over. Yeah, and then hopefully somebody else is counting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, one more step, yeah, one more step. Especially like when you're. When your body's and, screaming yeah, at your you and you're like, on you fire. Doing? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. this hurts. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, in the last rugby game that I played, my calves started cramping with about 20 minutes mm-hmm. left in the game. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to sprint, it would it would pop up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I got a pass, mm-hmm. and I was probably 20 meters from, from the try zone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I took a step – cramped really hard but i was like i gotta sprint yeah it's like the tri zones right get, there, get there yeah. and when you look at the film uh it looks like i'm sprinting yeah. i'm probably going at like 70 percent speed because mm-hmm. there's no way that i'm at full speed yeah but i didn't show any pain yeah until after the play stopped and kind of like limped back and just but uh but yeah i totally totally get that and for me a dark place yeah i said yeah i call it my pain cave and my wife's like, you're crazy. And what's wrong with you? Yeah. But that's the only way the only that way you can really get through, get through it. it. That's the only way to get through it. Because your your brain is a great negotiator. <laughs> yeah. Your brain is a great, hey, man, TJ, this, this sucks, man. Just take a break. Sit back down. Take a, take a, take five more minutes. You know, whatever. We're like, you know what? Just walk away. Your brain's like, yeah, just, just put it down. Walk away. We're done. But if you tell your brain, just, hey, man, be quiet for a second. Let me figure this out. And like you said, one rep leads to two reps. So you get to 10, you're all done, you know, or in, in some cases, if you ever go, I don't know if you ever CrossFitted before. Yeah. Yeah. I did know, for two years. They put it on the, the, dry, the dry race board over yeah. there. Like you got whatever workout, boom, boom, boom. You walk in like, man, that looks rough. So you got to start to get your mind right. Like I can't go home. I'm already here. Yeah. I'm already dressed, you know, I'm warming up already. This is going to suck, you know, and then it starts and then you're kind of like into it. And then sometimes you're competing with someone, maybe in your own head. And then sometimes you just, you're just competing with yourself. Like, man, last time I did this drill, what was my time? Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for this today. So, you're, you know, you're looking at the clock. You're trying to get it together. Like, okay, cool. All right. I got how many reps left? Oh, I got, cool. I got another minute 30. Okay, let me do this right. Let me approach the bar real good. You know, you know, get up under it. You know, boom, 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 boom. Boom. Time. I did it. You know, mind over matter. Stay in a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I was never, I've never been fast at is squatting. For whatever reason, anytime mm-hmm. you put more than like, I don't know, 225 pounds on a bar, mm-hmm. uh, very strict because I don't want to yeah. get injured. Yeah. And that was one thing at CrossFit. I was just, 
I would always be the last person done mm-hmm. uh, with, with with squats. And, and, and for me, it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it no. because I'm here to improve my ability yes. to play rugby. Yes, I'm not here to Go be fast at yeah yeah to be fast <laughs> at squatting the games. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be fit, trying to be functional. Yeah, you know exactly. That's how I feel too. Because I know overhead squats for me are terrible. I'm I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally I'm, the worst. I'm probably, probably worse than you. I'm terrible. My shoulders, I've <laughs> fucked them up so bad playing rugby. Exactly. Yeah, like one of my shoulder, my left shoulder, either had a a rotator cuff injury or had osteolysis. Mm-hmm. So I went, I couldn't lift my arm mm-hmm. above my head. Yeah, it would just be stuck right here. And it was at the it was at the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I went to a sports medicine doctor. He said, you're, or I guess, took an x-ray. He's like, osteolysis or or it's a rotator cuff tear. He's nice. like, you're out for at least 12 weeks. Here's some medication. Here's a cream. Damn. Use it as you need it. I never showed back up. <laughs> I was like, not happening. And I played the entire season. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, crazy. Because I was obsessed yeah with being the best rugby player that i could be i wanted Absolutely. to be i wanted to be the best rugby player in texas mm-hmm. and then try to make the national team oh that's awesome but it didn't work out but i got to play at a very high level for probably a decade and that's i played awesome. rugby year round for almost 10 years that's crazy and i only got paid to do it mm-hmm. like once or twice but you love it, though. But yeah, but I loved it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't need. I mean, yeah, I didn't need money. money. You love it. Yeah, you love it. You don't need money for that. You and uh, yeah, and I was. And I wish that I was aware of Rusty at that time because Rusty has really helped me stay yeah, on the they field. Take my, they take my shoulders up every once in a while. Yeah, and then reduce pain mm-hmm. uh, because I was just in pain all the time. I was taking NSAIDs twenty four seven. Just mm-hmm. and I, especially with my shoulder. Uh, that sports medicine doctor gave me uh, a, a schedule to work on. So you mm-hmm. take a leave, mm-hmm. then Tylenol, ibuprofen, Jeez. a leave. So you have 12 hours of a leave. You get four hours with a Tylenol That's and then four crazy. hours of ibuprofen and then rinse and repeat. Damn. And it got to the point where I was taking like multiple leave, multiple Tylenol, multiple ibuprofen. And it just, it wasn't good. Yeah. And eventually, eventually what I did to... What I should say, what I love doing was playing sevens. Mm-hmm. And sevens is a version of rugby. Well, one step back. So there's two different versions, 15s and sevens. Mm-hmm. 15s is played on a field that's 70 meters wide mm-hmm. and and and, up and 100 meters long. Okay. And you've got a total of 30 people okay. on the field. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, Don't get me fun. wrong. Yeah. And you've got a, all different shapes and sizes of guys. Like 15s, anybody can play 15s. Uh-huh. Um, and really, anybody can play 7s too. But 15s needs different types of people because, mm-hmm. like, the big guys mm-hmm. are going to be in the pack. And even in the pack, you've got different types of big guys. Yeah. So if you're kind of – if you're short and round, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be a hooker. Mm-hmm. If you're – if you're a bigger dude, but broad and just big mm-hmm. in general, you're going to be in, in like six to, I don't know, like, or I should say like 
five seven to six or six one, mm-hmm. you're going to be a prop. And then behind those guys are locks, and the mm-hmm. locks tend to be the more athletic okay. figure dudes. So you're a big guy who's, and again, not super fast. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be like six two to six six. Like those oh, guys. Wow. Or the locks and the on the outside of them are flankers and flankers can be any size. Mm-hmm. They just need to be aggressive mm-hmm. dudes who love tackling and yeah. they run all over the field. And the eight man is generally the most skilled mm-hmm. of 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 the big men, so they can pass, they can run, oh, wow. and and they also have to be all over the field. And that position yeah. is is a lot of fun. Um, and then in the back line, you've got. A scrum half who's usually the smallest guy on the field, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's kind of a mix of. So actually, one step back just so that people can understand the positions and how they correlate the football. Mm-hmm. So maybe it gives a better idea. Props are going to be like your your, your guards. Okay. Tack uh, the the hooker. I don't know who the hooker would be. The hooker would just be a lineman. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe the center okay, because center. he's the center. one who's uh, kicking the ball back. Okay, and the the locks are probably going to be your your more athletic um, linemen. So what is it like a, a, a like left a, tackle like a or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the flankers are going to be linebackers. Like again, because I mean those guys do get the ball from yeah. time to time. Yeah, but the goal for them is just to be animals just tackling <laughs> just go go out and get yeah it. just go kill people go get it um and then the eight man is probably like your really athletic tight end okay and back from there you got the scrum half who's like a mix of like a wide res- no i guess he's he's someone who distributes the ball but he only distributes it to the fly half or two other forwards. Mm-hmm. And the fly half is more your quarterback. Okay. So the fly half can kick, the fly half can pat or kicks really well, passes really well. Oh wow. And has to be able to read the field. Yeah, like a quarterback. Really well. Yeah, because you've got so you've got your forwards, like let's let's say the typical play as a fly half. You got your forwards on on, on, on the right hand side mm-hmm. and it's eight first eight. Okay. These guys meeting together mm-hmm. the ball's shifted out to you by the scrum half mm-hmm. you've got all those guys you got 16 guys to 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 your right hand side and you can't really move that direction so you got to be able to read the other five guys yeah. in front of you and, and and also the fly half oh. what is oh, that noise it's my phone oh let's just slide it over to x public service announcement <laughs> but, but uh yeah so that so the, the the fly half is definitely like a quarterback he mm-hmm. doesn't have to tackle well yeah but he does have to pass and kick well and he has to read everything yeah and then the inside center is like a running back and 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 and, and linebacker combined uh, outside center is more like a running back and either outside linebacker or safety. Yeah. And one, and then the wings are like a a, a wide receiver or cornerback. Then you got a fullback in the back who kind of protects. I would definitely say it's more like a safety. Yeah, like a strong safety. Yeah. Um, but it's a it, it's a fun sport. That's so crazy. You got all those guys on the field. 
you're you're running lots of different plays. Yeah. It's much more strategic. And there's sevens. You've got 14 guys, mm-hmm. so less than half on the same size field. Yeah. And at an elite level, you do have some difference in size, but most most of the guys at at an elite level are running four fours, four fives. That's insane. And then a, around my my they are around my size. Yeah. Uh so it's like six two, two hundred, two hundred twenty pounds, something See, like that. All that makes sense now. Remember I was telling you about when I went to a rugby match overseas, how it just it just seemed like it was just like this constant movement. And I was like, man, how these big old dudes move like that. But when you bring it down like that, it makes it makes a lot of more sense. It's, it it kind of all kind of came rushing back, like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. What I was looking at, because when I was watching, I was like, these dudes are like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, most people are like, why the hell would I ever go up against someone who's six six and 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 like three hundred yeah, twenty like, pounds? Hey, like, what the hell? Like, the fact is, like, it's unlikely that mm-hmm. you will be going against that person because those guys are mostly going against themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the back line and you happen to catch one out there, yeah. like, yes, like that guy's <laughs> just a sitting duck. We're attacking him. Go hit him. Yeah. Or I mean, so like. If you have the ball and, mm-hmm. and there's a big forward mm-hmm. out, yeah. So like you're running directly at that forward. That's you want to like get him off center, yeah, and then just run right around him. That's crazy. And something else to think about too is like when you have the ball and like you happen to have to go mm-hmm. into a path of some big dudes. Mm-hmm. Most of those big dudes aren't aren't that fast. I mean, they're at an elite level. They're they're fast, but if you're a back, you should be faster. Okay. Uh, and those guys most of the time don't have the side to side. When they do, it's mm-hmm. fucking it's scary. Yeah, I can you're, you're gonna get cracked. It's like some like major linebacker types, sideline to sideline kind of vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but most of the time and with many tackles, you running straight into the guy mm-hmm. is a poor decision. Like it's just <laughs> That's like no, don't do that. Yeah, so the the goal is to hit Tree branches and not tree trunks. So no, the goal at the last second is like throw a stiff arm and don't let them get close to you. Like contact is going to be made because of course like, there'll be the 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 goal on defense mm-hmm. is to line up flat, mm-hmm. not shoulder to shoulder, yeah. but 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 basically one arm lengths apart, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go into contact. Yeah. But the goal is to try to hit both arms. That's um, crazy. And every now and then you get to, I guess, depending on the situation, it's a good idea to run directly at someone. So if mm-hmm. I'm 6'2", 220, mm-hmm. and I catch a wing on the end, mm-hmm. or 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 even if even if that wing or or a fullback happens to play up into the line, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to crack him. Yeah, no question. And just run, take the ball yeah. and look like I'm going away, but then steer into him and try to roll him over. Because it's a lot of fun. When you get this to run in full speed, <laughs> yeah, you get to run at full speed, and that dude, like, it's a smaller guy, and he sits right in front of you. You just yeah. hit him right That's, in the face. Yeah. So, so uh, what I do with, with with my step arm is I always aim for the throat, and I, I rarely hit the throat. Yeah, because I think like people are moving, you're moving. Mm-hmm. If I if you miss up, it's right, right in the face, face and, and in the nose. If you miss down, it's yeah, in the, right chest, the chest, and left and right yeah. is on the shoulders. But it's always fun when you catch them really well, yeah. and you the throw flush. them, and they go rolling backwards, like, like Derrick Henry hitting somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So like Derrick Henry against a quarterback, he's not trying to juke him. No, no he's, he's gonna crush run him. over him. He's yeah. trying to crush him. Leave yeah, a so, message. So that's it. Like that's a. So there's a lot of correlation between rugby and football. Um, I want to say that football is a spinoff of rugby. I can see that. Yeah, rugby looks way more intense. Yeah, like, like football, you football you can be a little crazier because you have pads. Yeah, so you're a little bit more kind of carefree. But in rugby, it's like, yo, this 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 is like this is gonna hurt a little bit. <laughs> I mean, playing both sports, I would say I got more concussions playing football oh, I than I did that. playing rugby. I can see that, yeah. And especially back then, they didn't they taught you to lead with mm-hmm. your face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and rugby, they they really do teach you cheek to cheek. Okay, so like your cheek to 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 their butt cheek mm-hmm. and that way that makes your head's out of the way yeah and, you, and you're not going to catch a knee yeah it's like in football you're coming across yeah the yeah. bow if yeah, you yeah, do yeah. that in rugby you're gonna knee yeah. and you're out damn and it won't be long damn uh and another thing is that football you use your body you're taught to use it as a weapon mm-hmm. and and rugby you use your body as a tool that's smart so i like they that. really break down the mechanics i like that and you're always sweeping for the legs, mm-hmm. and like you, you, you don't always get it. But if that motion is there, you're 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 wrapping mm-hmm. every time. That makes sense. Um, I like that. But again, this, the the goal is to to be safe so that you can make another tackle or make like ten more tackles yeah. depending on the game. That's crazy. But it's so much fun. I I just I love. Playing rugby so much. I wish I had discovered that as a kid. You know. Oh, me too. Good at it. Yeah. Good at it or not good at it. At least it looks like it would have been fun. And it oh, definitely yeah. would have like transitioned over. Especially if I learned how to play like let's say eleven or twelve. And by the time I became sixteen, I said I didn't play anymore. I could take those same skill sets and continue playing football and play probably safer football. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. You and know? the thing is, you got more guys on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, than than football, so you'll learn to use space mm-hmm. a lot better. Playing basketball, it transitions well too, because oh, basket the playing basketball for me, or say one step back, I didn't play basketball for like twenty years mm-hmm. because I was so focused on either football yeah. or 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 uh, rugby. Mm-hmm. And when I started playing basketball again, I was like thirty four or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It really opened the the game of rugby up for me because. Basketball and especially on with 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 the court that we played on at THRC, mm-hmm. it's smaller. Mm-hmm. So you got four, it's four on four, mm-hmm. but it's it's tighter. Yeah, and I am not good at basketball. <laughs> I got to where maybe I was considered okay. Yeah, that's all you need. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't great. That's all you need. Um, but yeah, so basketball really helps open up the game and i think basketball players in general are some of the most athletic dudes on the planet yeah and them, soccer players as well i even i even go hockey hockey players are like crazy athletic. i mean you're on skates yeah that's true that's insane it's just a balancing act the entire time your core strength is like it has to be like incredible yeah like it has to be like off the charts and it's like this rapid movement there's a puck flying around you're on ice someone's probably you know you got your head on a swivel because somebody's about to knock you out it's like it's like nine thousand things going on all at once. So yeah, hockey, soccer, basketball, like to me, are like top tier athletes when it comes to just sheer athleticism. Because you know it's like it's so much stuff and everything's like so fast, like so fast. Football, you can take a small little break here and there, you know. But 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 soccer or 
because soccer, your, their condition is insane. Yeah. Just like rugby, your condition is insane because you're not going to stop. Like, you're constantly running miles. Like, each game, you're running miles and miles and miles. And then, like I said, in hockey, you're on freaking skates. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestlers are also Wrestlers, super that's athletic. Good one. Yes, that's another and, good one. That's yeah. Good point, too. I those, think about those guys. Those boys definitely have, if they've done it and they've done it at, at an elite level, yeah. they make to be amazing tacklers. Because the best imagine. tacklers that I know are, 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 are wrestlers. I see that and too. because they're, number one, they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. And number two, they, I mean, when you're wrestling, you have to be in control of everybody if yeah. you want to be good yeah. at it. So those guys are, they know I mean, angles yeah, and the, leverage. The, yeah, exactly. So know. they grew up with that. And that's just, it's automatic yeah. for rugby and for that's, them. That's a good point, too. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Those, those are super athletic dudes, too. I'll throw them in the category as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and then I'd say boxers as well because it seems like boxing. I don't know if boxing transitions to rugby, but as far mm-hmm. as being athletic uh, and being super fit, those oh, yeah. those dudes yeah. to be able to yeah, that's super fit. Yeah, I've that's, done that's super fit. boxing training. Yeah, where it's like three rounds, five <laughs> minutes or something like that. It's like and you're like that's brutal. At, at the end of the first round, yeah, I can't lift brutal. my arm. Just, that's just brutal. Hold your arms up and have somebody trying yeah, to hit you that's for five minutes. It, that's brutal. It's really hard to it do. Looks, it looks brutal. I've, I've been to one, uh, I guess, MMA training session. You know, as a guest, I was a guest, a friend of mine, and I knew Dorothy. And that training session was so crazy. And I was like, it was like you run around this mat, you stop, do burpees, you run around this mat, you kick a bag, you run around this mat. It's like, yo, what, what is happening here? Like, this is crazy. And you got mitts on. Like what? I can't get it my hands. My hands are like restricted now. Like what? What am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's it's something else I was I was talking about with I think Jeremy where like so for rugby I played rugby for seventeen years mm-hmm. and I broke my ankle back in June. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to use my legs at all for three months, mm-hmm. and uh, I had like a solid month or two without the brace mm-hmm. prior to going back to rugby. And it's like I hadn't skipped a beat. Man. I mean, I was more tired than I would have been, but mm-hmm. I still, like the first game that I played, mm-hmm. I played all 80 minutes. Wow. And I was tired, but I wasn't I wasn't exhausted. Yeah. Every, and I was sore the next day. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I do like about playing rugby is like the next day you mm-hmm. wake up mm-hmm. and you're kind of your whole body's sore and you're like, I yeah. fucking did something. I did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, As a small reward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the thing, I did like, that. I, I totally expected that at 40 minutes I would be done. Mm-hmm. But I guess because I'm so familiar with the movements and, and to put that into comparison, when I was 21 is, is, is when I started playing mm-hmm. and I was more fit. Mm-hmm. I, my, my first, like three seasons, I struggled more with fitness than I mm-hmm. did after not running or yeah. doing anything with my legs for yeah. three months. Yeah, and I think it's just your your body and brain have that connection mm-hmm. of how to, to how to move, mm-hmm. where to take a break, even, like, even without thinking about it. Like yeah. Just subtle movements, like as mm-hmm. as the field of I see that. play moves along. Instead of sprinting to the spot where the yeah. ball's at, mm-hmm. you're jogging to where the ball's going, going to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so like it, it's like when it all comes together. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I imagine that's what boxing and, and also MMA is like. Yeah. Those guys know how to hold their hands up, mm-hmm. when to like push back, when to like yeah. loosen up, when to bring them down. That's crazy. And and with MMA being on the ground, standing up, where do I put all of like I guess when do I go one hundred ten percent? When do I go seventy five percent? Like how just being very efficient in your movement. That's a, that looks that's a, that stuff looks so intricate like. Like you're saying, you got to understand your angles, your leverage, my conditioning. Do I, like you said, do I go 110% here? Am I winning this round? Do I ease up a little bit? Do I put a little more pressure here? Okay, let's get back on our feet, you know, whatever. Does. That's like crazy. Like if people look at it and go, well, they're just doing whatever, whatever. But when you, like like you said, you sit down and like watch it and break it down and, and kind of understand what all goes into it, it's, it's, it's like watching art. You know, yeah, it's like man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's to know the amount of time and effort yes. that those guys put in, yes. and not just the time and effort they were born to do this. Like they 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 had a genetics, they they won that lottery, mm-hmm. and then they yep. they also won the lottery of of having a brain that really has made them driven. Yeah, and then they follow through with that work, um, and the, and also their ability to endure pain. Yeah, and like their their heart. You know, like Lance Armstrong, yeah. His his uh, what is it? VO two mm-hmm. is something just ridiculous. Yeah, when he was, I think, when he was a kid, he was doing triathlons. Yeah, I, saw some, I saw some documentary about that. Like, yeah, when he's like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like, he's just from the beginning. He was born, and and like just said, an, an incredible lottery. endurance athlete, mm-hmm. and he's just he was a freak of nature. Yeah, he hit the lottery. Yeah, uh, so things like that, and then just like Derrick Henry, that's yeah. a Big he's huge. He's dude like the size who of a also lineman. runs like a yeah. four four. He's the size of a lineman, but he runs a four three four four forty. It was four three. God, damn. and he's and he's solid. He yeah, ain't like he's ain't like he fat. He's, he's solid. like two thirty. Yeah, he's solid. Jesus, rock. and uh, who and he, was was he, it? Dwight uh, Freeney. Mm-hmm. That dude was like he close was to three hundred pounds and 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 uh, ran four four quick. Yeah, and sturdy and smart. Like the, like you said, they hit the genetic lottery. Yeah, <laughs> like like you got super, and you took that lottery ticket and you used it right. And LeBron like, too. Like yeah, LeBron's like another great example. Man, oh man, it's I'm I'm always happy when I see old guys doing really well. So like Tom yes. Brady when yeah. he retired, I was yeah. like, damn. Yeah, and he's back. And he's back. Like <laughs> yes, that's. So I was like, I still got a chance to to keep playing. And then like I see LeBron scoring like thirty eight points the other night. Yeah, or fifty. And. He went to slam the ball, and his head was a his forehead was above the fucking rim. Yeah, like, he, dunked his, he dunked on his boy Kevin Love. Yeah, yeah man, and it's like I saw that. That like I know science has come a long ways, and training has come a long ways, but still, like that guy, he's so fun to watch, and I'm so glad that he was born with all that talent, and, and, and also the, and the, the the determination. He's super. Super. It seems like a really smart guy. Oh, no question. Who makes good decisions? Yeah. Because if you would have gave me like twenty million dollars <laughs> when I was seventeen years oh, old no or eighteen years old, stupid. I would be. I uh, yeah, in so much trouble. I, like I, I would yeah. be all over all the the, the newspapers yeah. and then yeah. out of the NBA. Yeah. In like six I months, I'd have been a mess. Yeah. I'd have been a mess. Uh, Absolutely. Oh yeah, but uh, something else that I was thinking about as far as efficient movements mm-hmm. um and and uh, you were a trainer mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. so 
something I try to tell people is they try to compare themselves to, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go way over the top. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger and mm-hmm. like, and one thing I talk about is like, well, the first step is just to improve what you're doing now because mm-hmm. you're 100% that, yeah. that, that, that you're putting into the gym mm-hmm. is probably like 5% of Arnold. Yes. Like he could go yeah. in, do like three curls yeah. and then burn the same amount of calories mm-hmm. and then gain yeah. the same amount from you. Yeah. Putting it 100% right now. Mm-hmm. So you want your 100% in three months to be like 300% of what it is today. Exactly. And just work on the efficient movement. Work yeah. on being explosive. Mm-hmm. And then... It's a process. And and, 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 and intensity. It's a process. I, mean, I used to tell dudes when I used to train. Because the funny thing was when I trained, everybody always would look past me because I was a smaller trainer. Uh, I'm a big muscle bound trainer. I want to look like this guy. Boom, 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 boom. And that's fine. That's cool. So I, my thing would always be, okay, cool. You don't want to train me? Not a problem. I would find, you know, a person I, I would think, you would think by the optics, this person can't get whatever done. So I'll just, I'm going to offer you a free session of training. Free session. Don't even worry about it. I got you today. And I would parade them. Yeah, because I work at 24 Hour Fitness. I'll parade them right in the middle of the gym. I'm not going to take you in the group X room. I'm going to put you right in the middle of the gym. And I'm going to show everybody what I can do and what you can potentially do. And that will get so many eyes on you and me at the same time. You're basically my business card for the next 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. Oh, boy, very showing you how to bench. I didn't show you how to do, you know, floor taps, you know, shoulder taps, you know, run in place. Jog the medicine ball, boom, boom, boom. You had the craziest workout you've ever had. You never even thought you were going to do this morning. And you feel great. You're exhausted. And you probably burn way more calories than you thought you were going to burn when you walked in the building. So now, even though I'm not even trying to get you as a client, now you're intrigued. Like, can we train like that again? Can you show me something like that again? Can you do whatever? I'm like, sure. Yeah, you can go downstairs, talk to whoever, whoever. And they'll sign you up for 10 sessions, 15 sessions, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. And I'll just walk back in my little office and chill. And then somebody knock on the door. Hey, man, I saw you train old girl out there. You know, wh- how much does it cost for training? Whatever, whatever, whatever. I want to learn out that. I remember I trained this one dude. He was so fixated on doing benching. He just wanted to bench. Uh, he wanted to bench. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll tell you what. I will let you bench if you can do 10 pull-ups. I'll let you bench. You couldn't do two pull-ups. Oh, you got a long ways to go. Why would I give you metal and weight and you can't pull yourself up? I said, man, if it's a zombie attack, you can't climb the fence. (laughs) Like you're dead. (laughs) Good analogy. Yeah. Like you're going to die. Yeah. But you want to pick up a bar with some plates on it. You can't pull yourself over the fence. How about we work on your functionality and get you get you straight? And then we just gradually move to the bench. You'll be amazed at how your natural strength will progress over to the bench. So what you thought 225 was going to be hard, three months later, let's go do 225. You throw it up, then it's thrown off the, off the, off the rack because yeah. your natural strength has gotten stronger. So now we can bench properly. You know, and yeah. then it, 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 it's crazy how you got to paint the picture for someone. For sure. You know, to get them to understand, like, for example, I used to train, I used to train a lot of ladies. They all come in, I want to look like Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Anson, I want boom, boom, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's great. 
A, their DNA is different than yours. They have a chef. They have, have time to train twice a day. You don't have that kind of time. So what, you're going to have to change the way you eat. You're going to get a little bit more disciplined about what you want to do. And you got to understand that this is a process. It took a amount of time to put all that weight on. It's going to take a amount of time to take all that weight off. Longer. So you yeah. got to understand this is a this is a nice process. I had a young lady named Felicia. Her goal was, I want to go to Jamaica and just be naked. That was her goal. I just want to walk around naked in Jamaica. Now, when you met her, you was like, what? I don't know, man. This might be a little challenging. But she was so focused. I could have told her, I need you to take that TV, run 30 yards, and, and come back when you're done. She was like, okay, cool. She figured out how to grab it, how to hold it, whatever. Goal was, I need to get to Jamaica naked. And I would train her in front of everyone for months. And then she just slowly started to, to shrink. You know, she got her eating right. She bought a bike. She, she used to ride her bike to the gym. She, she was driving a car to riding a bike to the gym. She was trying to all her best to do everything. And she just basically became like my, my personal business card. Just watched her just slowly get into shape over like six, seven months. She kind of slowly formed. But she was just so on point of just understanding the process of you have to do this, 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 this. Now, of course, you can have your cheat meal. You can do this. You can have wine, whatever. That's fine. But understand, if you're going to do that, we got to do this next time you show up. And I was like, that's an agreement you did, you cool with? She was like, sure, absolutely. Boom, and she and she did it. And like I said, it was her, a young lady named Karen Mai. And I, I trained like five ladies for like a certain time period. And they were just all like laser focused. And they all just were laser focused. And then that's when dudes start coming. They're like, yo, I saw you train an old girl. She went from this to this. No, I want to I wanna look like this. Or can you train my girlfriend, my wife like that? And that's how I just started training. And then I went from training at 24-Hour Fitness to training outdoors. Because a buddy of mine, she was like, can you uh, teach one of my classes? And then that's when you train outdoors, you kind of do a lot of circuits or hit training yeah. or whatever. Because you don't have equipment. You know, it's just, uh, it's just your body. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe some dumbbells. You know, and maybe you can bring some equipment like medicine balls or whatever, cones or something. And then, and then you kind of just got to come up with drills. I had this one thing, true story. I, I had this thing called poker. I would take this big bu bucket and put poker chips in. And the poker chips are red, white, and blue. Each chip, the red, white, and blue chips represented something to do. It was a big, it was a big old hill. At the top of the hill, the big dry race board. Section that was all red, section that was blue, section that was white. You run by 50 yards, digging a chip, if you got a red chip, you ran up the hill, dropped in another bucket, did whatever drill number one was. Red was all ab work. You'll run all the way over to the red section. So you constantly got conditioning. Oh, dang. You're way over to the red section. Do an ab drill, run back, get another chip. And say you got a white chip. You get the white chip, you got a back pedal up the hill. Drop the chip. <laughs> Run to the white section over there. White was still up. backpedaling. Yeah, no, or did you no, switch? No, you switch front. Okay, 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 good, good. And then you backpedal up, drop the chip in, look at the board. Oh, white. Okay, this is all body weight drill. Oh, push. I got to do fifteen push-ups. You went way over there. Do fifteen push-ups. Come back, get a chip. Get the blue one. You would leapfrog. Up oh, that's worse. Hold up the hill. Drop it in the bucket. Look at the chart. Oh, blue. That's weight. So you take your find where your dumbbells are. Run all the way to the blue section, get your dumbbells, do whatever. And you just did that for 50 minutes, nonstop. Just go. Just keep moving for 50 minutes. 
and they would love it. They love that. They, they would be, hey man, when we playing poker? I've heard I want to play poker. Damn, damn, doing you know burpees here. Mm, I want to play poker. They just want to run around like little kids, and they want to run up the hill, back and down the hill. Of men, females, whatever, it doesn't matter because the workout was fun, and then they saw the results. Mm. You know, especially if you got because I because I would tell them I used to write emails to all the people like, hey, we're gonna do you know poker tomorrow. You know, hydrate, whatever. So they get they get laser focused. They get there early. They be stretching. Boom, boom, boom. We'll do like a warm-up lap. We'll do a little stretch. And then we'll go over the rules of poker. And then boom. Get going, everybody. And I'll be constantly yelling, you know, Red, you run up. You know, why you backpedal? Blue you leapfrog. You know, I just I just kept yelling the whole 45 minutes. And you just saw all these people running around, up and down the hill. And then some people would be like, look, I'm just gonna grab all reds, and I got all the red section. I'm gonna grab all whites, I got all white section. I'm gonna do all blue, I got all blue section. But nobody ever really finished because there's so many. It's like, so it's 30 drills, 10 each. So 30 drills. In, in, in an hour? Or? In, a, in a 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah, you got 15. You got that's 15. a lot. Yeah, but I mean, but I guess that, that's the point. That's the point. Right? Man. Stay moving. Like, don't stop moving. And all the drills were like, for let's example, let's say body weight drills. Yeah, like burpees, push-ups, uh, floor sprints, squat jumps, uh, lunges, whatever. Boom. Ab drills, you had like bicycle crunches, uh, in and outs, uh, high plank, low plank, whatever, the Russian twist, whatever. And then for the weights, you had like thrusters, dumbbell curls, tricep extensions, boom, 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 boom. So you got everything you wanted in. Like you just had to go get it for like 45 minutes and just kill it. And then, like I said, you got all your conditioning because you had to run to all these different places. Across the, across the field, like they, everything was spread out, like massive. It was like you had to run forever to get just to get started, and then run back over to the bucket. Like you just, it was just constant moving. So at the end, you'd be just, just done. Man, yeah, I gotta get back into that. The training that I've, well, I guess I broke my leg, so I tore ligaments. Give myself a little grace, but <laughs> hey, the the workouts that I did. It was, it was a circuit of, uh, what what was I doing? Dang, now I'm, now I've lost it. I mean, I was doing it every day for like three mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. or not every day, but th- three times a week, four times a week, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say squats. No, I wasn't doing power cleans yet. Man, I'm. A, I've lost it. That's funny. I'm gonna have to sit down and 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 and, uh, and, <laughs> and write it down. It but because yeah. like the thing is, like I was doing it every day. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm graduating. Like I'm moving away from this. Mm-hmm. I've been patient. Mm-hmm. I'm hopefully not going to explode any of my tendons because yeah. I'm putting too much weight. So mm-hmm. now I'm back to trying to do power cleans, snatches, cleans, clean yeah. thrusts, box yeah. jumps, broad jumps, mm-hmm. um, single leg. Ooh, I gotta start doing my single leg. Um, squats again because mm-hmm. I, I started doing that I hadn't been doing it because mm-hmm. it fell off my list like, like a pistol squat yeah 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 so just get my my, mm-hmm. my foot up on the bench mm-hmm. and get just like a, a, a I don't know like a 45 pound dumbbell yeah and just okay. do squats 10 of them mm-hmm. switch like 10 of them okay and when I when I was doing those pistol squats on a regular basis mm-hmm. uh, I went and got my uh, I guess this is probably two years ago, or even 
it was probably to the pandemic, but I went and got my body scan mm-hmm. and right. I, my legs were the exact same weight. Oh, wow. And my arms were like barely, barely off. <laughs> but I feel like I was doing a lot of single mm-hmm. body yeah. uh, work mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, you just get in. Because like doing the, t- I gotta start doing more of that again. Like it's funny, like mm-hmm. you, I, I, I was only able to to do upper body stuff for three months. And what was interesting when mm-hmm. I broke my Legos and I was only able to do upper body stuff, mm-hmm. I got weaker. Yes, that uh, tends to happen mm-hmm. because for whatever, I, I'm I'm not sure what what it was, but like doing legs most days of the week mm-hmm. makes your upper body so stronger when i first got in remember yeah I was like, yeah you gotta do some legs you gotta get leg days in yeah uh but it that was extremely frustrating so like i'm lifting my upper body three days a week mm-hmm. and i'm getting weaker and i'm getting small i probably wasn't eating enough but i didn't want to get fat yeah i totally, so, I totally understand that too yeah I yeah that. i think i in that three months i probably lost 12 pounds because i went from like 210 oh, wow. to 198 wow um and that wasn't the goal like yeah. i like being yeah. big yeah. and i don't like being under 200 pounds yeah. and even now like i feel I like never get to 200 pounds that's crazy yeah i'm not I, I tapped out i told my i told my girlfriend i tapped out at 175 178 max and then i felt heavy like i felt like super heavy like i was like running because i love to run i was running one time and i was like man why am i so sluggish it's like oh because i'm freaking bigger <laughs> this, is like, this is wrong. I feel different. So, I got, so now I hover at that 165, 170 window. But but there are moments I'm like, man, I want I want to get big again. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I want to get big. I got to eat more. Yeah. Uh, so what's interesting? You talk about weight as well. Is that there's definitely a there's a trade off for me because it's just how I work. There's a trade-off. So if I'm one, let's, let's say that I happen to be 185 or 190, mm-hmm. I can run for yes. days mm-hmm. and I just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm still explosive, but I'm not as strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm in that 220 and the biggest I ever got with clothes on was mm-hmm. 230. Wow. Um, but I was working out nine times a week. I was just—you were an animal. It was. I was so <laughs> tired, and my body hurt all the time. And I was like 34, yeah. 35. Yeah, that's two. a good age. That's a good age. Um, but uh, but yeah. So at two twenty or two thirty, I'm much more explosive. Mm-hmm. And well, not now because I broke my leg, but I was much more explosive, and I was a lot stronger. Yeah. But as I mean, I could still play eighty minutes of rugby, mm-hmm. but it would be I'd be tired, and at the end of the game, like I'm, I'm walking off the field at one ninety. <laughs> I, I feel like off. I could still, could still yeah spray. yeah yeah. You can sprint some more. Look, let's go one more game. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, I, I feel you on that one because, like I said, when I got to like one seventy five, one seventy eight, I was stronger. Yeah, like without question, I'm stronger. I felt I felt like my aesthetics were appealing. You know, whatever. But I went for a run. I never forget. I went for a run with a, with a buddy of mine named Rebecca, and I just felt so slow. I was like, "Why am I moving so slow? Like, what? What? How long does it take us to do what? I'm like, oh my god! It's like, nah, I, I gotta get back smaller. It's <laughs> like I can't. I can't. I love running too much. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a big running fan. And 
One, it's so therapeutic. Oh man, it's so good. And yeah, I like playing rugby. <laughs> like if but I rugby, run, hey, you still run it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I like sprinting. Yeah. I like sprinting. I used to be in cross country when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I used to run long distance when I was a little or smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like I want to get all that work, just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I'd rather sprint for 15 minutes yeah. and have a, 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 well, I guess more of like a 15 to two, 30 minute interval mm-hmm. oh, workout at, yeah, at, at, yeah. at 80 to 90%. Yeah. I can do as that. opposed to like one hour of just torture <laughs> going just at 50%. Torture. It's just torture. I mean, again, like I want my torture to be yeah. intense. Yeah. And over with in a short yeah, period you don't of time. Get in your own head. Cause when you run it, you can get in your own head like quick. Yeah, and like quick. yeah, for sure. Quick, you like, what are you doing? Like, how far would you check your watch? You're like, damn, I told myself I was gonna run ten miles. Why did I do that? <laughs> like, why? Never hear I that come myself? out of my mouth. <laughs> why did I tell myself that? Because you have no choice. Once you, especially if you drive somewhere to start to run, and then you take off running, and you have, you, you got to go back. Like your car is over there. Yeah, but you, you got cars go back. four miles away. It's four yeah. or five miles away. You, you gotta go back. So you you like you like man I got no choice. I remember I run this is a place in, in Houston, and it's it's a it's a four mile track, and you, you you park your car wherever wherever you're gonna start at. Like the only way to get back there is you got to run four miles. You have no choice unless you turn around, and you're probably not gonna turn around because you're determined to run. So you have a four mile run straight up, and if you're gonna do two laps, that's eight miles. Hmm. And you and you and you and you can see as you're running the people who are having that battle in their face and in their head. All you can see it, you can you can see it on everybody's face. Some people out there walking their dogs and hanging out with their kids, and that's cool because it's a big track, it's a dirt track. But the people who just want to go get it in, you can you can see it on their face that man, I made a bad decision. This is a terrible decision. Especially if warm outside, this man is a terrible decision. And we, I remember one time in this girl named Rebecca, she's a buddy of mine. We ran in the rain, and she was she was trying her best not to go for a run that day. She's like, oh, it's raining outside, TJ. I don't think we should run. She just constantly just sent me all these messages like, hey, man, I don't think we should run today. It's raining outside. I was like, nah, man. We said we were going to run on Saturdays. It's Saturday. We got to go run. Just put your rain gear on, and I'll meet you at the park. We get there, and we ran. And then, of course, the rain got harder during the run. Once again, you can't turn around, and it's like, all in our face, whatever. But I told her, I said, and when we finished, I said, don't you feel better? Like you did. That. Oh yeah. Like and you, you overcame. It. You overcame the rain. You like, you did that. Like you literally tricked yourself to get in the car. You drove out here. You complained before we started. And then it rained harder during the run, but you finished. Yeah. 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 Like so that's a win. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I, I, I had a, a similar story where I was training for, for, and an elite tournament in Cuba. Wow. And I was running 200s and it started to drizzle. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm fucking doing this. I'm going. I have to. Yeah, and have then to. it started just pouring down <laughs> and I did it. Yeah. And it was, it was just the funniest thing. Like, I couldn't help but, like, but think like, when I was sitting down or resting, like, mm-hmm. people would be driving by because mm-hmm. it was on campus. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that dumb motherfucker doing? <laughs> exactly. He's What's sitting he in the rain. Nice. He's in just the sitting rain. there like nothing's happening. 
unless you know what that person's doing, you can you can relate. But if you don't, you're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> like, what's he, what, what's he doing? Does yeah. he know it's raining? Yeah. Someone someone did that to me the other day. I went running. True story. Well, I was running. It was raining. And I was running to the gym. I ran to the gym from where I live to the gym. It was probably like three miles, something like that. So I ran, but you have to wait, you know, for cars you know, to go by. So, uh. so I'm waiting to do the crosswalk, run across the crosswalk. And the car pulls, this lady pulls up and it's raining. She rolls down her window, true story. She rolls down her window and goes, what are you doing? Like, it's raining. Us. What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? I was, like, I was like, I'm going to the gym. She's like, it's raining. Why didn't you drive? It's like the lights still raining. She's like, why didn't you just drive to the gym? I was like, I, w- I want to run to the gym. She's like, what is wrong? She's like, what is wrong with you? And she's like laughing because she's like playfully laughing. Uh-huh. Like, like, what? What is wrong with you? And I told my girlfriend, I said, I guarantee you that lady got to work, and she probably went home later on and worked out. She probably was like that dude can run. Oh, uh, you hope so? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. She probably was like that dude can run in the rain. I, I got to do something. Uh, I would say that that would hopefully be motivation <laughs> because for her to just question. Yeah. You're she, like, she didn't know me from a man in the moon. She just rolled down the window. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would, I would definitely say that you motivated her. She's probably talking to a person in general, but yeah. to prompt her to be like, I got to talk to this guy yeah, like, right now. What's like, his problem? He, he's got me thinking like, well, what the hell's going on? Like, what and am I doing wrong? You had a simple answer, which is <laughs> I'm going to the gym. Going to the gym. But it's raining. <laughs> But I'm going to the gym. I know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I got to go to the gym. And she's like, "That's you're crazy. You should have just drove your car. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's just laughing. And I, I told my girlfriend, I said, I guarantee you, she probably got to wherever she's going, probably told that story. And at some point during the day, she's like, you know what? I haven't worked out in whatever amount of days, week, whatever. I need to go do something today. Yeah. This dude ran in the rain. Or, or, but it, for lots of people, it takes multiple, or just so, um, like with, with my sleep apnea, mm-hmm. people talked about sleep apnea a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I snore, mm-hmm. and I had to hear that like multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then I heard someone talk about it on a podcast, and it was a younger guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, Yep, I just do it all the time. Like I said, I do it every night, no matter what, mm-hmm. and I recover so much better. Mm-hmm. And even then, when I heard that, yeah. it didn't prompt me to do it. Mm-hmm. But hearing someone motivated me mm-hmm. that, like, was well, maybe like two months later, mm-hmm. thought, you know what, I'm just gonna handle this. Yeah. So for her, mm-hmm. you're gonna be that person always yeah. in the back of her mind. Like what? Like, am I? Uh, like someone talks about working out, you're gonna pop up. Someone talks about running, you're gonna pop up. Like every time. And she's gonna be like, if that guy is so motivated to do that in the rain, I'm I'm never gonna run in the rain. Yeah. But I'll drive but I can drive to the gym. And so maybe like six six months from now, like she gets going. I hope I And hope you're I the person. It. You're the person there. Yeah. Because it was just it was just it was just I'll tell you, it was just a random lady I'd never seen her in my life. She'd never seen me. And some just told her like what is this? She just, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. She was just so blown away at that. I was like, I'm going to the gym. I'm like, it's over there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I gotta go to the gym. No, I feel you. That's that's great. That, that's great. Um, crazy. I don't think I've, I'm trying to think of anybody's, 
ask me like, what, what are you doing type of deal? But most of the time I'm secluded. And I, so for me, I, 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 I like to work out by myself. Mm-hmm. What, what about you? Are you a... I, I can do both. I can work out by myself and get it done. I feel like I get a good, good mm-hmm. one in. Cause I, maybe because I've, I've been a trainer, so I kind of know what I'm trying to do, get done. But I do love the camaraderie. Sometimes That's true. A big group, yeah. Or even just two or three other people, you know, coming along. Like, for example, I, uh, my daughter, when she was in high school, she had prom. Senior prom, boom, 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 on a Saturday night. That same Saturday, I had a mud run. So me and my buddy Dorothy, she had signed me up for this mud run. Because me and her just do all these crazy Spartan races. We just do stupid stuff together. And she was like, hey, you want to do a mud run? It's coming up in XYZ. And I totally ignored the date. Like, sure, sign me up. I don't care. It got close. And I was like, my daughter comes to me. This was when she was in high school. She goes, hey, you going you gonna to make it to the prom? I was like, oh, that's right. Your prom is Saturday. I got a race Saturday. She's like, okay, no worries. Just, just you know, when you done with your race, you know, go home, get cleaned up, and leave me at the hotel. Meet me and mom at the hotel. We do the race. And I don't know if you've ever done a mud run. Mm-mm. I've been in really muddy rugby games. But uh, this mud run had 50 obstacles, allegedly. It had 50 obstacles listed. But you really have more tossed in that you don't know about. Hmm. So you end up having like 75 obstacles. It's like a six-mile run. And it's just littered with obstacles. And there's mud everywhere. Mud, dirt, rain, whatever. And it's on a farm in the middle of Texas somewhere. I forget what town we were in. It's somebody's farm. They set it up uh, like a little trail. They had to climb these like little little rope wall, uh, the little rope thing like in, the, in, the, in an army. They had to climb over. Oh, the yeah. Walls, uh-huh. rope things. They had monkey bars. Had to carry stones. You had to freaking throw a spear. It was, it was just this crazy, just obstacles. And then along the way, you had to run through patches of mud, like just mud. It was just in this in the in horse boo boo and just all kind of just it just <laughs> this it just was a it was a mess. And then there's and there's these people judging you, you know, along the way. There's like these marks you gotta hit. So there's one mark, there's a big log, and there's a guy sitting there and he's just just chilling, sitting there, watching people cross the log. And you get to the log and you get you get you get time taken off if you can't complete it, if you want to go around it and keep going, or you know, you, you can crush it. Cause they have your, they have your little electronic bib and all that kind of stuff. So me and Dorothy approached the, uh, or approached the the the, uh, the, uh, the log, and I run across the log, boom boom boom, land on the other side. Dorothy turns to the dude, she goes, "I just got to get across the log, right?" Guy goes, "Yeah, just get across." She literally sits down on it and like hops on it, all the way across. And she turns to the dude and he goes, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we take off. So we get toward the end. And we, we weren't, and allegedly we weren't in a competition with anybody. We we're just doing it for fun, allegedly. And at some point it became like, yo, we, we could probably win this thing. Like we probably could pull this off. This is Dorothy telling me. I'm like, I don't know. I got. I just want to get to the prom. You get to this one section that had these monkey bars, kind of like a, like Ninja Warrior. They're like, they're not really even, they're swinging and whatever. So Dorothy elects not to do it. So I said, okay, cool, we're not gonna do it. We'll just take the penalty. She goes, no, you can do it. And the judge goes, I think you can do it too, man. I was like, what? I'm just, we'll just take the penalty. She's like, she's like, nah, do it. So I end up doing it. So we finish it. But when I came down to the last monkey bar, I caught a cramp. 
Oh. And when I tell you that cramp hit me so hard, I was like, okay, we're in the finish line. It's probably like another 200 yards. But to get to the finish line, well, you had to literally bear crawl through some mud. And there's a wire, these big wires. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. But here's the thing you start out like you get in easy, and then the wires get lower. So they're starting to grab your shirt, and I got a cramp. And I'm like just slugging through the mud. It's all in my face. And I had long hair then, all in my hair. And then you come through the end of it, and you had to just sprint the rest of the way. And that cramp was killing me. And dude, you get to the end, they hit you with this water buffalo, get you cleaned off. And you just saw people just littered in the fields, just laid out. <laughs> just laid. It's like 30. Like buffalo, just, just hanging just out. Laid out, just yeah. a mess. And I and then I didn't have time to get back to in the store. I didn't have time to get back to get cleaned up. So I showed up in my daughter's prom hotel photo shoots with the rest of the, the young ladies and, and gentlemen going to the prom. All these parents all dressed up, looking nice. And me and my wife were divorced at the time. We still are. <laughs> and, uh, and so I show up, you know, she's all nice looking and I show up muddy grass and, you know, I smell like horse manure. I'm just a mess. And and then all these dads looked at me and they came up and go, man, that's awesome. You did this. What? I would have loved to have done that. Man, I hate it. I don't want to be in this stupid uh-huh, suit. You know, whatever. Uh-huh. It sucks. I got beer all night because I ain't had to stay. You know, because I'm like, I don't want to be stinky all night. So, like, where's my daughter? There she is. Take some cool pictures. Boom, 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 boom. All right. High five her. I'm out. Go home. Watch the Warriors and Cavaliers. I'm good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, uh, you want to go to lunch? Sure. Why not? Okay, cool. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else? Uh, I don't know. What else? What, anything else you want to know? You tell me. Well, we'll we'll have to do this again at another point and get another two hours in. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, time flew by. That was good. It was an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, sweet. And that's a new record, so well done. Oh, cool. No problem. It was was easy to sit back and talk. I love talking. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hill Country Tech Guys offer best-in-class support and aim to provide a world-class customer experience for each and every one of our clients. We offer managed IT support, cybersecurity tools and consultation, along with the ability to handle all of your project or infrastructure needs. If you are interested in learning more, please visit our website, YouTube, or social media pages.